Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 227 of the Membership Guys podcast. I am your host, Mike Morrison, and this is the place to be for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership business. How the devil are you? I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for choosing to spend part of your day with me. Hopefully I can make it worth your while. Today, we're talking about how to deal with payment disputes in your membership business. So a payment dispute typically happens when someone files a complaint with your payment processor or even with their bank or their credit card company in relation to a payment that has been made to you. Now, these can be a major pain, especially where they're not legit. Now, some payment disputes are totally legit. Sometimes someone's had their card stolen. Sometimes there's been fraud involved. And, you know, obviously with those, it sucks. But really, it probably sucks a lot more for the person filing the dispute than it does for you to lose out on the 20, 30, 50 bucks that uh, is being disputed with your membership. But where it really, really is a major annoyance and a major issue for membership owners is where the payment disputes are illegitimate, right? And those do happen. So typically what happens with a payment dispute is the payment provider informs you of the dispute. Typically, they'll freeze that payment amount in your account while the dispute is being investigated, They'll then give you a set window of time during which you either need to respond to the dispute uh, or during which you basically accept the dispute. So you can either fight back against it or you can say, yep, it's okay, I understand. Maybe the person contacted you and said, listen, I had my identity stolen or whatever. And so you just say, yep, I accept the dispute, click a button, and then that person will get their money back. Um, So... From there, if you respond to the dispute, then you can give your arguments for why the claims being made against you are incorrect. Maybe you provide supporting evidence or whatever. And then your payment provider will make a decision over whether they're going to uphold the complaint and return that money, the disputed payment, to the customer or whether they're going to reject the complaint and you basically get to keep that money. So you're definitely going to want to respond and take action unless this is a situation that you already know about that um, you know for a fact there's no there's no point, really. You have no desire to, to fight back against it because there's not, nothing to fight back against, right? Unless that's the case, you are definitely going to want to respond and take action. So... In terms of dealing with those payment disputes, first thing you need to do is find out the reason behind it. Is this a fraud claim? Is someone saying, this is a payment made fraudulently? Either someone stole my card or this vendor, meaning you, has actually illegally obtained my details or what have you. Or are they claiming non-delivery of product? Now, when someone files a dispute and they claim fraud, honestly... Most of the time, that is likely to be legit because someone claiming fraud, that claim has bigger implications, especially if they're going via their bank or their credit card company. If you claim there's been a fraudulent transaction, that can lead to your card getting cancelled and a replacement card being sent out. So there's a little more friction involved. There's a little more potential of fallout for someone when they're filing a dispute to say it was fraud. 
than there is for them to say that there was non-delivery, which means that they paid you, but you've not given them what they paid for. So when someone is is filing a, an illegitimate payment dispute, usually they'll say it's for non-delivery of product because that essentially absolves them of of there being any issue on their part. It also means that you know if you're a credit card company, you're not going to say, oh wow, okay, so we're going to cancel your card to make sure there's no future issues. Like that's not going to happen. If you've said my card was stolen, they'll cancel your card. They'll maybe review other transactions. They'll might even be criminal investigation, right? But if you just say, listen, I, I yes, I did pay for it, but they just didn't give me that. It's a lot easier. So if you're going to file an illegitimate payment dispute, you're going to say it's for non-delivery. And that is easier for you to argue back against, right? So if you do see that the reason for the payment dispute is fraud, it might be worth considering just letting that one go. And we'll touch on that a little more uh, later on. So the next thing you want to do is investigate. So if someone's in non-delivery, has that person logged in? Have they participated in your community? This is where actually running an online product where you can track these things and where there's actually a, a, a paper trail, for want of a, a different term, to actually show that someone has accessed the thing that they paid for and therefore has no right, has no legs to stand on uh, in terms of saying that they didn't get what they paid for because if they didn't get it, they wouldn't be able to log in and so on. So you need to investigate this stuff. Have they logged in? Have they participated in your community? Community? Have they been opening emails, consuming content, and so on? If you have their IP address, which again, a lot of email marketing providers, um, a lot of uh, plugins and software, they'll log someone's IP address or the, their location. Again, does that match up with other information you have on them? So if your tracking system, if you're using something like ActiveCampaign that has site tracking, does the location it shows them uh, being based in, logging in from, and so on, does that actually match up with the location that they gave when joining is it matching up with the location that's in their billing details which you'll often see in your payment provider if it's not you know if someone from england is uh is saying they didn't get what they paid for and then you look on your site and it, all the logins are from you know a far-flung country on the other side of the world then maybe there is something a little dodgier going on there maybe it is actually a legit claim you want to start gathering evidence Again, obviously, if they're saying they've never received something, then if you can show that they've been logging in, consuming content, then that's proof to the contrary. It's proof that they're probably lying. Take screenshots of absolutely everything that you can use in your defense uh, in that sort of instance. So again, someone saying, non-delivery, never got what I paid for. And you can say, well, actually, if you didn't get what you paid for, who's been logging in for the last six months and all that sort of stuff? This all helps your case. Something else to consider doing, and honestly, I would do this next, is to contact the buyer directly. So if you can show that someone's claim is nonsense, then this can be worth doing, dealing with it privately. You don't want to be combative, but at least just point out, listen, we can see we've had a notice that you filed a payment dispute that said you never received access to our membership we can see that you have in fact you know we've had conversations in our forum we can see what you've accessed we can see the content we can see what you've downloaded so what you know what is going on is there another issue you don't want to get in a fight mode with them you don't want to get in an argument with them but 
you know, at least highlight the fact that you're aware of it and you, you also have a good sign that their their claim, their reason for the payment dispute is not true. You might actually, if you're dealing directly with the buyer, just offer to issue a refund, all right? But only if they withdraw the payment dispute. Some people honestly file these disputes, and you might be thinking, why would someone file a, a illegitimate dispute? Sometimes people file them because they simply want a refund, but they don't think they'll get one if they ask for it directly. They don't always realize the implications of what filing a payment dispute can actually mean for you. So they just think it's harmless. Explain to these people that disputes can harm your business and result in you being charged additional fees, which is unfair considering the fact that actually you lived up to your end of the bargain, right? They say they're trying to get their money back because they're, they're lying saying they didn't get access to your site. You can say, okay, you know, you want your money back, I understand that, but it's not really fair <laughs> that I'm going to get hit with a £30 charge and this, that, and the other because you chose to go about it in this manner. Again, unless they are like a real nightmare, then if they know that they can get their money back, they can just get that refund. Maybe they'll feel a little silly about filing a payment dispute in the first place. And, you know, they'll they'll be more likely to withdraw that complaint. Now, if they do withdraw the payment dispute, then not only do you not get unfairly punished, despite the fact you've done nothing wrong, they also guarantee they're getting their money back. You can point out to them that because you can prove to the payment company that they've actually had what they paid for, then there's a very good chance that they will not win the dispute. So the easiest option and the fairest option and the only guaranteed way of getting their money back is to withdraw the dispute and have a refund issued directly. We've actually found in instances where someone has filed a payment dispute and their basis is that they never got what they paid for, when we've reached out and we've actually explained things in the way that I've just talked about there, that person has withdrawn, they've got what they wanted, they get their money back, and we don't get unfairly punished. And actually, in a few of those cases, we got an apology for those people. It's a little nuts that they went down that route considering, you know, it's real easy to cancel your membership academy membership. But hey, some people are just, they just don't realize though they're just wired a little bit differently. Now, if they don't go for that, or if you have another reason for not wanting to offer that refund, or um, maybe you you've emailed them and you don't get any response back then again it's really just about getting all that evidence together to form a or a coherent response to the payment provider as a rebuttal for this payment dispute if you can map out the timeline with any screenshots any communications you've sent then that's going to help you can show okay this person purchased at this point they received an email with their details, which we can prove was opened. They clicked on the link, and we can prove that through the screenshot. They then accessed the dashboard and this, that, and the other, and they've accessed this amount of time since, and they've downloaded all this. Then you have your watertight case to show that the claim that you have not provided what's been paid for is nonsense. Now, you might need to preface your response with a succinct explanation of what your membership is, just to make clear it's a digital product where they have to log in and so on. Because again, so much of the process around payment disputes, particularly when it comes to non-receipt of product, they they originated, those processes originated for the purposes of physical products, 
where there'd be parcel tracking information and so on. So again, just in case you're dealing with someone who's handling your case who maybe doesn't have a full understanding of the digital world, it's sometimes worth just including a little bit uh, on that, maybe even a little video of the checkout process, the login process and whatever. So once you provide all that evidence in response to the payment dispute, it's then a case of waiting for the decision. Now here's the reality. Even if you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that someone is filing a totally spurious payment dispute, a nonsense dispute. And even if the payment provider believes you, they won't always side with you. They won't always resolve it in your favor. This is more commonly the case if someone has complained to their credit card provider. Because most credit card companies, they have guarantees in place that mean that they'll give someone their money back no matter what. They don't care if they were lying. Now, obviously, if that person does it over and over and over again, the credit card company's going to look into it. But if it's a one-off, they're not interested. They have to give the money back to that person anyway. So it doesn't matter if you can prove without a shadow of a doubt that that person is lying. It doesn't matter if Stripe or PayPal believe and they feel 100% without a shadow of a doubt This is an incorrect, inaccurate payment dispute. Sometimes they'll settle it anyway because it's too much hassle to go to war with the credit card company. So that that is just the reality of it. That has a knock-on effect to whether a company like Stripe or PayPal can even fight back or even if they just want to fight back. So that is the reality of it. But in our experience, and mostly for that reason, the credit card guarantee reason, we've actually had a much higher rate of success with PayPal when it comes to disputes than we have with Stripe. We've only actually lost one PayPal dispute, whereas we've only won one Stripe dispute. And And we're talking about identical types of disputes here, identical evidence, identical everything. And even in case where, you know, the the caseworker was Stripe, when we spoke to them in person, they've said outright, we know, but we're not doing anything about it. So with that in mind, is it even worth fighting back? Absolutely. Because it's not just about the money. And Stripe in particular charge you with an extra fee if someone files a dispute, whether you win or not. I think it's around $15 every time, which sucks, right? So even if you prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, and even if they side with you and you win the dispute, then yeah, you get to keep the 50 bucks, which again, that's not what it's about. Who cares? But <laughs> you actually get hit with a fee. Well done. You know, here's a, a charge for the fact that you were unfairly targeted with a payment dispute. So yeah, it sucks. PayPal don't do that, if I remember rightly. But like we say, it's not just about the money. The other aspect is you want to maintain good standing with your payment provider. If you let those disputes go unchallenged, then that in the long run could affect your reputation with your payment provider. If you get flagged in their system as someone who's had a lot of successful or unchallenged disputes lodged against you, they may kick you off their platform or they may start charging you higher fees or stuff like that. So you need to fight your corner. It's not about the money. It's not even totally about the principle of the thing, although that comes into it. 
It's just about making sure that you are seen to be fighting back. Because if you're not, it's almost like it's an admission that these disputes are legit. And that can affect your standing with your payment provider. And if you can't take payments, you can't run your business. So just recapping that a little bit, some payment disputes are totally legit. In those cases, you're going to be able to see that they're legit. Um, It might be someone says they didn't get the product. You can see that they were sent the emails and this, that, and the other, but actually they never clicked them. They never opened them. There's not a lot you can do. You can't gather evidence or anything like that. Sometimes people do have their cards stolen or there's some sort of fraud involved. Again, what can you do? You can't fight back against someone who is basically an innocent party in all this. Uh, Even in the cases where it's clearly someone is lying, then you can make your case, but you might not always win. It depends. It's not fair, but it's kind of the way of the world. But despite that, you should still fight back against these sorts of disputes in order to maintain good standing with your payment providers. But what can you do to reduce the chances that you'll even get to this point? One of the first things to do, I would say, is um, to have some sort of guarantee, a refund period that is clear. It's on your sales page. You outright state you know, that you have a 30-day money-back guarantee, no quibbles. If it's not for you, if you want a refund, all you need to do is get in touch and we will issue that refund. Because if you flat out say there are no refunds, then for some people... If they don't feel they've got what you've promised, if they have some other reason why they would realistically be due a refund or they're totally within their rights to ask for one, but you flat out made it clear requests for refunds will not be honoured, then filing a payment dispute is their only course of action. So you're kind of almost asking for it, right? So yeah, having guarantees, having refund periods that are fair, is a good way of reducing the number of disputes that are filed against you. Again, remember what we said. Sometimes people do this because they think it's the only way they can get their money back. And if they feel justified in requesting a refund, but they don't feel that they would get that refund if they contacted you directly, then this is sometimes the only path for them. Also making sure you have clear contact and customer support options and channels on your site again to make it easier and more likely and more obvious that someone should get in touch with you first before they consider something as drastic as filing a payment dispute this is also why one of the many reasons why it's good to allow members to self-manage their own subscription so to allow them to cancel their subscription themselves if they want to if you make it difficult for them to do so then again They're weighing up the options. Okay, well, I either cancel my subscription and PayPal and file a dispute for the fact that, you know, they kept charging my card and didn't give me a way to cancel. That becomes easier. It becomes easier than having to wrestle with you to get you to cancel their membership for them. This can also give people the impression that you'd not be receptive to issuing a refund. And again, As we said before, that makes it so that the payment dispute option seems like the easier, more logical route to take. Can also, if you find yourself getting a lot of payment disputes, that's a good sign maybe you should review your marketing, review your messaging. Are you making the mistake of over-hyping things, over-promising? Are you attracting the wrong people? 
If your marketing is manipulative, if it plays on people's fears, if you exaggerate the results you deliver and the experience, if you use pressure tactics like false scarcity or, you know, if you have a membership that's only open for 48 hours and you really, really play the scarcity card to push people, to pressure them into joining, then that can have the side effect of people who regret making that decision once you know you turn the pressure off and then they're going to start seeking ways in which they can undo the decision that they wish they'd never made in the first place. So review your messaging, review your strategy and your marketing to make sure that you're not setting yourself up for this sort of thing. It's also worth making sure you test your systems, make sure there's no issues with logging in. So, you know, instantly, if somebody pays for something, they get their login details, and then they're unable to log in, and it's not clear why. There's no ability to reset a password. There's no little button that says, kind of, if you're having any problems, click here. They're going to think, some people are going to think, they've been ripped off. And so right away, they want to take action before it's too late. So they'll get on their credit card company, and they'll try and get their money back right away, because they will 100% feel that they have been scammed. Right, So test your systems, make sure there's no issues there that might be giving people that impression. Also, look at refining your onboarding. Make sure that your new member experience is a one that gets people in the habit of actually using the site, getting results, give them a little quick win, that you're starting a dialogue, so you're introducing yourself and the team to this person. You're making sure they know how to contact if they have issues. So that even if they decide they want their money back, they have more of a connection with you, so maybe they're going to think twice about doing something which could harm you and your business. But even if they don't have that connection, if they have the knowledge about where to go to cancel or who to contact if they have any issues, then again, the it's going to increase the chance that they'll do that rather than filing a dispute. So these are just some of the ways in which you can minimize the likelihood that you'll get payment disputes. And hopefully some of the advice that we've given you will help you to better navigate those disputes if and when they don't come up. You're not going to be able to escape the possibility of ever getting a payment dispute completely, but you can definitely minimize the likelihood of that happening. Unfortunately, we are talking about something that is not an everyday occurrence. Of the five or six thousands of members who've come through our doors, we've had maybe 20 or 30 disputes. So this isn't something you should be constantly worried about, but it is definitely something which can cause a lot of stress and a lot of headaches and hassles when it does happen to you. So hopefully now you're more informed and you're better equipped to deal with payment disputes if they do happen within your membership. Hopefully you have found this episode useful. I'd love to hear your feedback. Do you have your own technique or tips for dealing with payment disputes? Have you had a particularly painful issue in this area that was a total nightmare? What was the outcome? Did you win a dispute you thought you wouldn't? Did you lose a dispute that it was so obvious you shouldn't have done? I'd love to hear your feedback. Hit me up on Twitter at MembershipGuys. If you're in our free Facebook group, we will, all, as always, be posting the link to this episode in the free Facebook group. You can search for Membership Mastermind or just go to talkmemberships.com. That'll redirect you to the group. Let us know. Comment on the post inside that group on your experiences in dealing with payment disputes. And of course, if you're part of Membership Academy, we always have a discussion every 
every week about the topics that we cover on the podcast. We dig a little deeper into those in the community. So do jump in there and weigh in. That's it from me for this week. Hopefully you found this episode useful. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.